0: One teenager is dead, another is missing. A suspect disappears the day after being questioned by police in relation to the youths. What is happening in this small New Brunswick village? This is Cold Canada episode six, Missing and Murdered. It's November 14th, 1993. 14-year-old Marsha Leblanc and her 17-year-old boyfriend, Marcel Cormier, are hanging out in his father's truck near a small village of St. Antoine in Eastern New Brunswick. This town is only about a five minute drive from the couple's hometown of Notre Dame. It's a chilly November evening. The couple are cuddling in the truck in the woods to get some privacy as teens do. There was a large party happening nearby, but that wasn't the focus of the evening for the pair. This is the last time they would ever be together and alive. Marcel and Marcia both grew up in the small town of Notre Dame. This community is approximately 30 minutes from the province's capital, Moncton, and is mostly an Acadian French town. Family members remember the couple as being quote, normal kids. Marcia had five brothers and sisters, played hockey, and was a great baseball player. As generally good kids, it was a shock to the families for them to learn that Marcel had been shot in his father's truck and Marcia had disappeared. On November 15, 1993, Marcel was discovered shot dead in his father's truck in San Antoine and there was no sign of Marcia. She was last seen leaving with Marcel on Friday, November 12. It was quickly deemed by police that she had been abducted. A search into the wooded area where Marcel was found commenced. Nothing was uncovered at the scene and Marcia was nowhere to be found. Family and friends were interviewed but no one had a clue on what happened. It was thought by police that Marcel had been shot on Friday, November 12th, but his body wasn't discovered until Monday morning. It had snowed and rained over the weekend, which hindered the investigation and gathering of evidence. The police did have one suspect in mind, and a few days later, on November 21st, 1993, he was brought in for questioning. The man that police brought in for an interview that day was 34-year-old Roger LeBlanc. Although him and Marcia shared a last name, there was no relation between them. LeBlanc is an extremely popular name in the province. He was brought in for questioning because he was known to frequent an after-hours bar near the murder scene. He also hunted a lot in the area where Marcel was found. He was released after questioning. The police were still suspicious and had more questions for him. And when they went to see him the next day, Roger had disappeared. It wasn't released why the police were so interested in Roger, it was, also wasn't confirmed if the bullet casings found at the scene matched the ones in Roger's shotgun. Not long after Roger vanished, someone came across a few of his belongings in the Canaan River, approximately an hour and a half from San Antoine. It was confirmed the items belonged to Roger LeBlanc and a search of the area ensued. The police judged the search results as negative. Roger was nowhere to be found and there was no other evidence collected. Originally, the police thought he possibly got lost in the woods while hunting, but it was later deemed that he went into the woods willingly and knowingly. He spent a lot of his time hunting in this area, so it was unlikely he would get lost. His red GMC Jimmy was discovered. It was in good working order and free of damage. But there was no trace of Roger. This seemed suspicious to police. Why did the man they suspected of the murder and abduction suddenly disappear into thin air after being questioned? According to a 1991 census, the town of Saint Antoine was only populated by about 1,380 people at the time. Since the village was so small, rumors spread like wildfire. Everyone knew everyone and people had a lot of opinions on what possibly happened to Roger LeBlanc in connection with Marcel and Marcia. The first rumor was Roger had killed the couple and ran off out west to either Ontario or even further. The second rumor was he knew the woods so well, he had a hiding spot and was hiding from police because he killed the couple. The third rumor was he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, saw what happened to the couple and the murderer killed him as well to keep him quiet. The last rumor was he had nothing to do with the murders and he simply fell into the river and died. To this day, Roger's body hasn't been recovered and no one knows exactly what happened to him and why. Police have said in multiple interviews they had no reason to believe Marcia or Roger were dead. Over the next few months, police were flooded with tips from the public. A couple of possible sightings of Roger were reported after Crime Stoppers released a video of the suspect. The calls were followed up on, but each lead turned up empty. Both police and families asked for help from the public in finding Roger as they believe he has critical information on the whereabouts of Marcia and what happened to both teens. After almost a year, Marcia still remains missing. Her parents are convinced she is still alive and continues to search for her. In October of 1994, a hunter comes across a sneaker and what looks to be bones about two kilometers from where Marcel's body was found. He calls police and after the police search the area, a sneaker, some clothing, a few bones and various teeth are recovered. Marcia's mother confirmed the clothing did belong to her daughter. The evidence was sent for testing and it came back that all of the remains that were recovered belonged to Marcia LeBlanc. Marcia's parents Jacqueline and Oscar LeBlanc were not convinced that these were her daughter's remains. They had the evidence sent to a private testing facility in Vancouver to be reanalyzed. While they were waiting for the results, RCMP dug a little deeper and determined for a second time that the remains did in fact belong to their daughter. After almost 27 years, the case still remains unsolved. Marcia's parents told CBC they find it hard to believe that no one has any idea what happened to the couple or that no one saw anything. The community is so small and tight-knit that it seems impossible that no one witnessed anything to do with the murders. Police even admit they conducted multiple lie detector tests and followed up on leads from psychics in hopes of uncovering new information on the case. As with many cold cases, this one still remains open and active according to the RCMP. There are a lot of unanswered questions. The obvious question is what exactly happened? Was Marcel shot by accident and since Marcia saw what happened, he killed her as well? Why were these teens murdered? It seems like a senseless crime with no clear motive. And what connection does Roger LeBlanc have to the teens? It's speculated that couples saw something they shouldn't have and were killed because of that, but that still doesn't add up. Marcel was shot and left in the truck and a few remains of Marcia weren't discovered for nearly a year later. If they saw something they shouldn't have, I would think they would both be killed in the same manner and in the same place. It was never released to the public how Marcia was murdered, so we have no idea if she was killed in the same way Marcel had been and was just moved. Since there were so few remains, it's safe to assume the cause of death was deemed as unknown. It was also surmised that it was a drug deal gone wrong, but there isn't any evidence to support that either. According to family, these were good kids. To think that they were involved in drugs at all is unlikely. I just want to reiterate, these are all just theories, not facts. The case of Marsha and Marcel, and also the missing persons case of Roger LeBlanc, still remain a mystery. The worst part of this is the family's not getting any closure by knowing what happened to the couple and Roger. It's a strange story and still no answers. Marcia's family is still not convinced the remains that were found in the wooded area were even Marsha's. They state the police are using Roger as a scapegoat and the DNA recovered is only a close match, not exact, which leads them to think Marsha could still be out there. Roger's family has told the media they have no idea where Roger is, but they are very concerned about him. I'd like to give my perspective on this case it's a strange turn of events that Roger goes missing the day after police question him. If he did take off, it would be difficult for him to just disappear. As with the previous missing persons case I covered, with no credit cards being used, bank accounts inactive and no concrete sightings, it's tough to believe he was able to run away from the province without a trace. There was some sightings that were reported to police, but they were mostly from the Moncton area and all of them turned up that it was only someone that looked like Roger, not necessarily that it was him. My gut is telling me he saw something he shouldn't have and was murdered as well. I think Roger was in the woods at the time Marcella and Marcia were killed. He saw what happened and took off. The killer tracked him down and after seeing he was being questioned, decided to follow him into the woods while he went hunting, killed him, and dumped him in the river and hoped he would never be found. His body has never been recovered. No remains have ever been found to this day, which means if he was murdered, the killer was successful in discarding the body. Now, why this person killed a couple in the first place is a mystery to me. Also, why Marcia wasn't found for so long is also confusing. I think she was taken after she witnessed her boyfriend being shot. She was killed at a separate location and discarded. It's possible she wasn't even killed that day. It could have been months later. And when she was dumped, animals got to her and all that remained was a few bones and teeth. Of course, these are just theories. It's also possible Marsha and Roger are both still alive somewhere. The families are still seeking answers. If you have any information related to this crime, please contact the RCMP or Crime Stoppers. As always, all that information will be in the episode notes. You can also check out the Facebook page dedicated to finding answers for the couple's family. This link will also be in the episode notes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please go rate and review on iTunes. If you haven't already subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also go follow me at cold Canada podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Episodes are now being streamed on YouTube. Just search cold Canada podcast or go through the link in the notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash cold Canada podcast. That's P A T R E O N.com slash cold My name is Heather Curran, and this has been Cold Canada.